When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. Real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nuts. And this is Playing Playing With with Science. Today we throw ourselves deep into the cosmos and plot a course for the superstars of a faraway galaxy known by those who search such stars as the NBA Nebula. Oh man, I like what you did there, Gary. Yeah, that was a a really cosmological NBA reference thing. Well... Guess what? We're armed only with our enduring minds and our listeners' fabulously creative questions because we're going to trek towards those faraway stars. And our guide for this journey is none other than the one, the only, your very own personal astrophysicist, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's like my... That that, you were getting low. (laughs) So let's not waste any time. Let's make some space jam, shall we? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why, but just hearing you say, let's make some space jam. Just it's like the Great British Bake Off, <laughs> only in space. But I think, Neil, the way I've introduced the show might be flawed. Slightly. No, no, NBA Nebula, I love it. Do you? We have nebul- nebulosities across the cosmos, named for whatever they happen to look like. Ooh. We have a crab nebula, the North American nebula. The, the we we have the eagle nebula. It just looked like whatever it looks like. Whatever it looks like. Let me ask you this about nebulae, because they're big giant clouds of yeah. space gas, right? Yeah, nebula is like Latin for cloud. That's basically. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. big giant cloud of space gas. But since it's a cloud, yeah, wouldn't they change shape over a period of time? Oh yeah. Ah. You just don't live long enough to watch that happen. Okay. So yeah. the Eagle Nebula will remain the Eagle Nebula as long as I'm alive. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's huge. You're right. talking about something that's hundreds of times bigger than the solar system. Right. It's not going to just sort of move around. around. Yeah, and be be anything it wants in any given moment. Okay. So so you do see some changes deep down where stars are being born, mm-hmm. this sort of thing. But overall, these structures have a certain permanency to them. Sweet. All right. And now, remember, this is a sports show. Okay. So we're going to get back to our sports. It is a science sports show. Okay. And that was science. That was science. All right. So, how are we going to get to the sports? Because what we're doing today is we're taking. I have no idea what you're doing today. Oh, that's right. You're a guest. Yeah, I'm a guest. Normally, you're driving this bus. I ain't driving this bus. (laughs) You got a ticket. The short bus. (laughs) 
Apparently. Come on. That's when I'm driving it. <laughs> we'll check like, Neil's ticket. Yeah, for they're sure. Like, wait a minute. Who, who let that kid drive the bus? Drive the bus. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So today what we're doing is we're answering your listener questions submitted about uh, our Kareem Abdul-Jabbar show that uh, aired. That was fun. Oh, I really enjoyed that. I really yeah, enjoyed that. That aired on Nat Geo a little while ago. And so uh, we only got to answer a couple of them the first time around. Mm-hmm. So we took the rest of them. We figured, hey, why not uh, revisit this and dedicate a show and have your personal astrophysicist come back and answer these questions? Well, let's do that. Let's All do All right. It. First so, one. Go ahead, Gary. Okay. So this is from Ranjib Rudra on Facebook. Oh, my he's God. That off. was great. He's Look at off. you. And, and, you practice. He's, he's showing not off. Fair. He's showing off. This is not cool because everyone knows He rolled that. his R. He, he, exactly. Oh, man. He pronounced Namaste. And everybody says knows that Ranjib. I never, ever prepare and so, therefore, I look stupid, and now i got to start preparing, because you just made me look dumb. No, you go just got to learn to roll your eyes. So, namaste from New Delhi, yes. which is obviously a very, very interesting place to be. Which planet in our solar system, Wait, says Isn't that called Delhi now? I thought they... No, 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 no. India kind of got rebranded, and they changed a whole load of names right, that were associated but with But New Delhi still the Raj. New Delhi. Yeah, New Delhi is New Delhi. Uh, Bombay but became Bombay is Mumbai. 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 Uh, right. Calcutta became Kolkata. Kolkata. Madras. Kolkata. Kolkata. No. Kolkata. So then Madras. You say whatever you wish, sir. Madras became Chennai. Right. That's enough of the geography and history. But that happened in China as well. And when Peking became Beijing. But they didn't change Peking Duck. To Beijing Duck. Yeah. Right. It's still Peking Duck. Absolutely. And I'm pissed off at that. Why? I don't know. Peking Duck. You could change it. Listen, change it. Beijing Duck doesn't and seem it's still, like I would like. And it's still Bombay Gin. It's not Mumbai Gin. Trade name. Okay. There you go. Fine. So, right. right ha- okay. Which planet in our solar system would be the best for having a game filled with super cool high flying dunks? This would mean greater hang time in the air. Take it away, sir. Ooh, ooh. So we're talking about basketball here. Mm-hmm. We are all about the NBA and the superstars within it. The National Basketball Association. Correct. So so here, here's the thing. You don't want the gravity be, to be too low. Right. right. Because you know what will happen? Because these guys can jump, right? For sure. And you want to talk about hang time? Right. If the object has a low enough gravity, then you will jump and achieve escape velocity and just never come back. So you that's the limit. By the way, that's, that's the game I want to watch. Okay. Everybody jumps. Everybody and jumps and, and just disappears. Nobody next, comes. Group, next group comes in. Next group comes in. Nobody comes back. Absolutely. It's going to cost an awful lot in uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that limit. Okay. Then you don't want to limit the other limit where it, the gravity is so heavy, your muscles can't get you off the ground at all, right? So you and, and we know what Earth is like. Yeah. And it, it, is that a not 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 enough acrobatics for this person from New Delhi? No, no. no. Ran, Ranjib is possibly exploring the fact that what actually would happen. Okay. Would we would we see? I think the moon is pretty good. Okay. Mars would be good too, but moon would be better. Okay, so here's what they are, just to remind you. Sure. Mars has about 40% of Earth gravity. Right. So if you're 200 pounds on Mars, on Earth, yeah. you are 40%. You'd be 80 pounds on Mars. Mm-hmm. So what that means is all your musculature, all the strength of those muscles that's accustomed to moving mm, gracefully 200 pounds, because you guys are all 200 pounds at least, right. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Cause now, I mean, in my day, they were like 160, 70, 80 pounds, but it's before the, Everybody's know, working out. Everybody's working and out and now. Yep. And weight training. Right, weight, weight training. So right. 200 pounds is a good average weight if you want to think yep. about it. So okay. think about the strength you have to move your own body gracefully. Mm-hmm. And now at 200 pounds, now you weigh 80 pounds. Mm-hmm. So now you, you can jump much higher. Your hang time is much longer and you're already acrobatic. Now you could do a triple um, pirouette oh, dunk because right. your hang time allows it. Right. So Earthmen so become supermen on Mars. Earthmen become supermen on Mars. That's wow. correct. Now that's 40% your weight. Now you want you get used to that. Now the, this person writes in, you Mars basketball players, I want... I want to do see one more, one, one up on that. Right. Yeah. Now you go to the moon. So now if you're 200 pounds on Earth, you'll be 32 pounds on the moon. Whoa. So now you'd be even lighter. And right. a, a little known fact is that the, 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 the body weight plus equipment of the astronauts on the moon yeah. was like 350 pounds. Right. And there they were skipping, skipping like a, not like, even a thing. Yeah. <sighs> right. Like, yeah. like they were little, 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 um, after their little lambs, there you go. <laughs> so, if they're three hundred fifty pounds on the moon, they're like they're like fifty pounds here. We have one sixth of that. But did, now, see on the moon when the when you would see the guys skipping along, as you said, with uh-huh. this three hundred fifty pounds worth of equipment on them, they looked a little more bouncy. So they went up and they came down slowly. It's because not only are they lighter, you fall slower. Right. Okay. So you go so, up slower. Right. Oh, so now Look. we've got hang time. So there's where the hang time comes yeah. in. Okay. So. So <laughs> you don't go up. You will f- come down as fast as you went up is what right. I'm saying. But if you go up fast, mm. you'll go that much higher. So here's the uh. thing. So, so you could be saw it depending on how high the basket is. If the Which, basket is still 10 feet up, what? you got to everybody be waiting, waiting around. Waiting for you to come down. <laughs> come down. Right. See, how long's a game going to last? <laughs> yeah, it'll be longer. Right, right. So so what you really would have to do would be raise, raise the, the basket. Raise the basket. And then right. you just have more high-flying stunts within a game. Correct. And you can imagine, remember those few moves that I first saw Michael Jordan do it? Surely it's been done since then. Where Michael Jordan was going with one hand, changed his mind. Right. Changed hands. Right. Uh, flipped, came to the other side of the basket and put the ball in. Yep. Now, no, you could do that. You could like change your mind four or five times. <laughs> that's, so that's all of a true. sudden, you, you've introduced freestyling. Freestyle, yeah, exactly. Free, there's enough time, yeah, to do a freestyle shot, and maybe there'll be judges for how oh. how beautiful the shot was. Yeah, I like it. Oh. Right, okay, Improv let's ball. Oh my gosh, make it up new sports and that will go, never ever happen. Down, you come down on the left side, <laughs> I come down on Another. the right side. And I pass to you, you pass back to me, I throw it behind my back, someone shows up behind me, it goes down, back up, because what you've effectively done Mm -hmm. is added a third dimension to the maneuverings of the ball. So what would we call, so we have the Harlem Globetrotters here, what are we gonna call ourselves on the moon? Ooh. Okay, you you think about that one, and we get to our next question, Asela, Ikana Yake on Facebook. If I've mispronounced your name, I am sincerely sorry. sorry. That's more like it. Yeah, that, see, that's, that's just to keep <laughs> Chuck happy. Now I'm feeling you, Gary. There you go. Yeah. If And this follows on the trend. So if we were to play basketball on Mars or Europa, mm-hmm. would people who are taller and bigger have an extra advantage? Well, go ahead. Well, so everything scales. So right. if you jump higher than another person on Earth, mm-hmm. you will still jump higher than that person on another planet. Right. Okay. All right. So that's just yeah. that's just how that works. Yeah. The competition will not change. Yeah. Not unless you, you except 
it may open up certain, as we said a moment ago, it might open up certain acrobatic moves mm -hmm. that would just be gorgeous to look at because you have a third dimension in which this can occur. Yeah. Think about it. If I'm trying to pass a ball, okay, everyone's got long arms, so I can't toss it high. Somebody's going to reach out and grab it. I have to toss it quickly and at chest level. And I only do it when I can. Okay? okay, maybe it's a bounce pass, but that's it. If people are rising up and down mm -hmm. like son of flubber in the basketball game in that movie, right. then the ball, <laughs> the trajectories of the ball can become much more interesting. And many more kinds of acrobatic plays could then be All right, you put touched into on something. I got to tell you something, man. You just gave me a what a great idea. Wait, it's so good. I don't even know if I should share it <laughs> the general public. All but right. You just gave me an idea. Who cares? I'm never going to make it, so I'll just put it out there. What's that? You know they have these NBA video games where you play NBA. Uh-huh. NBA space video game. So change the gravity. Change the gravity. You can oh. change the gravity and change the game. That's trademark. That would be awesome. That's trademark. Star Talk playing with science. That's ours. <laughs> <laughs> ours. That would be awesome. Ownership man. in this room right Neil, now. That's a brilliant. So idea. now here's, here's Allura Dirk from Instagram. Would a basketball still bounce? In space. Oh, okay. So a couple of things there. Mm. Thank you. So wait, wait, wait. I want to up the ante on this though. What? I want to fill the basketball with air from Earth, and then I want to fill the basketball with the same atmosphere that you would have wherever you're playing. What? What? Wait, would, wait, wait, okay. Wait, so wait. for instance, <laughs> fill the basketball. Did I? Did I? Did I? No, no. Chuck went off on one. Yeah, no, no. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck derailed. Briefly this is what happens when I start thinking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can tell it's not good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for instance, you're on the moon, right? Mm -hmm. And the ball is filled with air. Yes. Okay. So you're bouncing the ball on the moon. And it's filled with air. Earth air. Okay. Now you're on Mars mm -hmm. and the ball is filled with Martian atmosphere. Okay. And you're bouncing the ball on Mars. Okay. What would be the difference? Okay. So here's the thing. So you have the ball on Earth mm -hmm. and I forgot what pressure, is it nine pounds or something? Like, something like that. 12 pounds. 12 I, 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 yes. I forgot what, but mm -hmm. it's somewhere around there. Right. It's not 30. It's not a hundred like no, your correct. bicycle tire. Okay. So that pressure is what it is pushing against Atmospheric pressure. Right. Okay. That's how that works. So, so for example, if you partially filled the ball, so it's only like, so it's, it's like. Squidgy. So, dude, you haven't finished. Right. And you bring it to higher altitudes where the outside air pressure is lower. lower. The ball inflates. The ball inflates. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you want to make sure that you don't overfill it in one kind of atmosphere and take it to another planet because then the thing will just explode. So it's all about the atmosphere pressure. It doesn't relative make a difference. Relative to the air, to the air, air inside. So it doesn't make a difference. And like it doesn't we, make a difference what's in it, basically. Gotcha. It doesn't make a difference what's in it. Okay, so that's the first fact. Second fact, uh, the the leather on the ball, I think mm -hmm. it's cow leather rather than pigskin like a football would be. Okay, but, yeah. Um, if you, have you ever looked inside a basketball? I can't say that I have. Yeah, yeah. There's a rubber inner bladder. Yeah, there's a bladder. Yeah, there's a bladder in there. And I've peeled off the leather and just inflate the bladder. You can make it like this big. It's kind of cool. But <laughs> this man dissects a basketball. It, it, as a kid, I, you know. That's you, cool. You do that. I like so, experiment. What's that? An experiment. Well, I took apart every ball I ever played with just to see what was inside. Not every oh, ball. You were popular. No, not every ball. <laughs> not <laughs> every <laughs> ball. Every ball that I played with. <laughs> Are we still on the air? <laughs> <laughs> Playing with science after hours. Yeah. 
I, um, no, no. For me, the one, one of the most interesting ones was taking part of baseball. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah, because there's this long, there's this. Isn't it string inside a baseball? It's not string. It's like a rubber, it? it's like a rubber string, okay. if you will. Yeah, cool. yeah. But just keep unraveling it. And then there's like another thing inside. And one I had had liquid in it. I mean, it's just, wow. there's a whole universe inside the baseball. Sweet. All right. So, so here's the thing. That if the basketball gets cold. Okay. Okay. Oh, now we've introduced temperature. Yeah, I know. Here okay. you go. Talking so, about shrinkage now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're definitely we're so, definitely hey. mm-hmm. okay i understand yeah i know i know you're a pro basketball player but even you sir <laughs> you get subject to, to the elements <laughs> so here's what happened so here's what happened it was cold okay go ahead here's what happened so on earth in a in a basketball arena temperature 70 degrees plus okay. or minus okay right. If you go to a colder environment like Mars, Mars is 200 degrees below zero. Oh. Okay, so what will happen is the rubber on the inside freezes. Right. Oof. And rubber loses its flexibility mm-hmm. and it's sort of restoring force the colder it gets. Mm-hmm. We learned that, well, we've always known it, but ev- tragic evidence of that was the loss of Challenger back in 1986. Yes. The space shuttle. Go ahead. Okay, here's what happened. Please tell me. Here's what happened. Go ahead. All right, so the O-rings that connect the segments of the solid rocket boosters, they're, they're O-rings. Right. They're, they're rubber. They're rubber. Yeah. Okay? Like so, washers. Okay, and, and so right. the temperature was lower than anyone had tested this before Ooh. in that place. Oh. And so the O-rings lost their... The resiliency. The resiliency. Yeah. And so they could not sustain the binding between the segments. And become brittle. Fuel, f- yes. So yeah. fuel spilled, spilled out. out. And once and that happens, it ignites and you wow. lose the whole equilibrium. So, so you, you, would, you would need a warmed arena yeah. on Mars right. so that you're not playing in the 200 degree below, degree below zero uh, conditions. That, that's what you need. And on the moon, where there's uh, Mars doesn't have ozone either to protect it from ultraviolet, but on the moon, especially there's no atmosphere or anything, you could bounce the ball, but on the daytime side of the moon, uh, it's very hot. It's like a couple hundred degrees above zero. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you might melt the butter. Uh, melt the butter. Melt yeah, the- <laughs> melt the butter. Let's do that. <laughs> melt the rubber. Right. And so, so you, so you keep in mind, we invented balls to play with in our own atmospheric and temperature conditions. That, that's what I'm saying. Think about it, okay? Uh-huh. I am thinking yeah. about it, that's why I'm silent. Right. That's why you're giggling. Okay. Listen, look at him. Uh, think about it. Uh, hockey doesn't require that the puck bounce. No. Because it's sitting on ice. Right. So mm. though it's a rubber puck, yeah. it's, it's rubber because it can, it can well, excuse me, it can careen off of things, but it's not bouncing the way you would bounce a ball. Right. And the puck is gonna be basically the temperature of the ice. All right. But if we leave it there long enough. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't need that feature of the puck to be active. But you would in a basketball, that's all. All right, so okay. we are going to take our first break. Um, we're going to be discussing during that period heated ball courts, mm-hmm. temperature-controlled balls, Chuck, no giggling, and then we'll come back and we'll get on with the rest of our cosmic query about basketball. See you shortly. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, 
packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the US on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Hey, remember when we did that show about the science of the golf swing? Well, let's take that to the next level. And that's because PXG has developed the Black Ops driver so golfers don't have to sacrifice distance for forgiveness. And the science proves it. PXG Black Ops driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering, unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Ops drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. Now that's ridiculously high. The higher the MOI, the more forgiving the club will play. So you don't have to square the ball perfectly for it to go straight and get distance. Add PXG's new advanced material face technology and you get incredible ball speed that pushes the distance to the absolute limits. More forgiveness, more distance, no sacrifices. PXG Black Ops Driver. Hit your tee shot straighter and farther. The proof is in the science. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment. Go to pxg.com slash startalk and use code startalk at checkout. That's pxg.com slash startalk. Use code startalk for free shipping on all equipment. PXG.com slash StarTalk, code StarTalk. Welcome back. I'm Gary O'Reilly. I'm Chuck Nice. And this is Playing With Science, and this is our Cosmic Query with your incredibly fabulous questions about basketball. So, Chuck, we are sitting here. We forgot to say who we're sitting here with. Just to reset the room and let people know that joining us today and answering all of your Cosmic Queries is none other than your Mm. very own personal astrophysicist, only the ones I know the answer to. Only the ones, which is all of them. No, that is Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, who you hear. Yes. <laughs> so, the doctor is with us. So um, I was told that segment two is going to be all about balls, and I am absolutely giddy. So here's our first question from uh, James Coltus, who says, what are the physics behind the basketball itself? How do the dimples affect its performance in play? By the way, love the new show. Well, thanks, James. Yes. So that's a great question, because that's borrowing a, a, a cue from golf, where the dimples in a golf ball 
significantly increase mm. how far you can hit it. Right. So, so as far as I know, and as have ever experimented, the texture on the surface of a basketball has no meaningful value to the play of the ball, other than giving a texture for you <clears throat> the happy to be able quality to, of grip to yes. palm the ball. Right. Yeah. Okay. And if the ball were completely smooth, it would restrict how much control you have over the ball. Right. And that's, you need it for, 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 for that devastating <laughs> crossover where I broke your ankles <laughs> and went to the hole. Take that. Your mama don't even love yeah, you, you no more. You want, <laughs> That's a good, that's a good, that's a good yo mama joke. Um, so you, to be able to control the ball moving left and right, up and down while you're airborne. So that texture matters. Mm -hmm. And so other than that, aerodynamically, the ball's not moving fast enough. Okay. And it's not in the air long enough. I mean, think of a golf ball. How fast it moves, yeah, how long distance. it's in the air, yeah, and so, so I, I don't. If it has an effect, I don't know of it. It'd be interesting if someone did some other experiments to determine that. Now, now, what about the seams then? Because you know, basketball has a very specific. It is pattern. specific, but some of that's just tradition. Oh, I mean, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm again, I'm. You know, it's not like let me make sure the seams are this way so that it bounces correctly. This is not anybody. Nobody's gotcha. No. That's not a thing. Okay, no. okay, okay. No, no. And and unlike in soccer where the valve mm -hmm. uh, changes the weight balance of the ball. So right. if you kick it with a spin in a particular way, the weight of that valve can give it extra movement in one way or another. Right. In a basketball, the basketball is much heavier than a soccer ball. Yes. And I don't know, maybe twice. I don't know. We'll have yeah, to look it, it up. Yeah, it's a lot heavier. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So that means the weight of the valve is less compared to the total weight of the ball. Gotcha. And so therefore, it's not going to be torquing it as, as much as anything else. So, but here's what's important. Any good ball that you're gonna play with has, well, let me back up. There are two kinds of collisions that you can have in physics. Okay. An inelastic collision or an elastic collision. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. Elastic or inelastic. Mm -hmm. okay. And all collisions are one or the other or some combination of the two. So let me give you the extremes. Inelastic collision would be two hot marshmallows colliding. Ooh, that sounds delicious and very sexy. <laughs> two hot marshmallows. Right. right. They, 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 stick, they stick. They they stuck. Right. They're there. Bada bang. There you go. Okay. Now take two Super Bowls. Okay. Yep. Right. Bounce them. They will just immediately bounce off one another. Right. So one is inelastic. The other is elastic. Okay. So in a perfect elastic uh, collision, such as with a Super Bowl comes closest to it. Do they still call them Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. You drop it, it comes maybe 90% up the height from where you yes. let it go. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Other balls, halfway up, a third of the way up, mm -hmm. a racquetball, not a racquetball, a, a squash ball. Squash yep. ball. Oh, man, forget it. Doesn't it doesn't do anything. Doesn't, it's a tenth of the way up. Exactly. So, Don't worry, squash ball. It happens to lots of balls. <laughs> go ahead. So, <laughs> so, so you can say, well, where does the energy go? Uh -huh. when it collides, because otherwise bouncing, all well, the energy is still, still at it, kinetically. Mm -hmm. If they collide and stick, the energy goes back into the thing itself. And that's why in the racket sports, they always say, let's warm up the ball right. first. You're right. Okay? That's true. Got to warm up the ball. So two ways you'll do that. One, with a squash ball, that's just absorbing the heat because it's not coming out any other way. Yeah. The, and with racket balls, which are bouncier, mm -hmm. if you compress the ball, the ball wants to pop back into shape. Right. But the air inside got compressed. 
Okay, you're pumping energy every time you hit it into the ball. And the temperature of the ball rises because of that. So a basketball is mostly elastic. Okay, mm -hmm. so it bounces nicely, and yeah. the more air you put in it, the more, the more elastic it gets. More, because if it's if it's if you only, it's only got half air, right. and you collide it, it'll the energy will go to squish, squish it, it and mush it, and then it's right? you, there's a loss of energy. There's a loss of a loss of kinetic, kinetic energy. energy. So you 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 pump it up, and then you and, and you don't want to put too much in because then it'll, it'll bust. Mm -hmm. But you put the right amount. And that's all been measured, and mm -hmm. everyone care about yeah. it. And then it bounces beautifully. And that is why Tom Brady doesn't play basketball because <laughs> he's he on under another inflates. planet. <laughs> I'm just balls. wondering: is there a deformation element? Yes, yes. So you don't see this because it happens too fast, and people really didn't appreciate it until high-speed film yes. was introduced. Oh, oh! Can I tell? Do we have time for? Uh, we do have you got, time. You got a minute for this? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. You ever see those photos of a bullet? Going through a balloon, yes. Through an apple, yes. You ever see these these things? Yes. Okay, I love them. You ever wonder how how you get that? Okay. How you get the bullet? We we had going through. The we had we had photography for a hundred years. Oh, you mean the high speed film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shutter, okay, so shutter speed. It, it's it's yeah. not just shutter speed. No, I would say it's that not you, just shutter speed. Not just. No, you have to speed the film up. No, I, I fine, but it's not just shutter speed. Okay, okay. Because we, we could have had short shutter speed long ago. Yes, we could have. And it ain't about that. It's how much light oh. can you put on that instant. That makes sense. So that when you open your shutter, you see what's going on. Right. And the light can't just stay on because it'll blur the whole thing. Right. So it has to strobe at a speed at the same amount that the, the, the frequency frame that the film is going through. Okay. So, the oh, okay. if you strobe the light fast enough so it matches the actual speed of the frame, you can catch individual pictures of each of single, each thing. Oh, that is awesome. I Ain't never that a knew thing? That. Ain't that a thing? What that have you awesome. What have you done to Chuck's brain? <laughs> okay. What so have you what? just done to so Chuck? There's a that guy. Is, wait a minute. This is why I love this job. There's a guy at MIT. Oh, that is amazing. Perfect the strobe light. His name is it's Chester Egerton. Right. He perfected the strobe light. He said, I'm going to be photographic badass now. You, and uh, he first photographed all of these things that the human eye never sees. Chester the photo light molester. <laughs> <laughs> now, so now in the... We are just thinking I have to get you drug tested after the show. <laughs> okay. For sure. Now, just a quick thing. It's going to be too long for this, so put it in after... in in. And extras. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. In extras. What okay. Do you call it? Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, all access. All access. Put this in all. Star Talk. All access. Okay. Give me one more minute, but put this in all. Okay. We'll put this in all access. Okay. Com. So here's an interesting thing. In the movie Bambi. Okay. Okay. All right. That mm. movie came out at a time when we first photographed the dripping of water into a drips of water into a pool of water. Okay. And that's the image you get when you see this crown. Right. Yes. Have you seen this yes, crown? Yes, yes. And it comes up. And it comes up. And the little droplets. And the little droplets the on the tip of each tip of the crown. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. We, we said, wow. This is going on before our very eyes, and we never we knew never it. never see it. Because it's happening faster than the brain-eye connection can resolve. Sweet. Okay? Your eyes see at about a tenth of a second frame rate. And if something's happening at a hundredth of a second... Kiss it goodbye. Right. You'll know missed nothing it. about it. Totally now, missed now watch what happened. Mm -hmm. Disney wanted to take advantage of that. He said, this is actually happening during the scene when it begins to rain at the beginning of the movie where the woodland creatures come in. Mm -hmm. When it begins to rain, he's going to show drops of water making these crowns. Okay? 
in that movie, there, those drops of waters are there with the crowns. But you watch and you say, well, no, something's not right. It's not right because you don't actually see that. It was too real. Right. It was a cartoon that puts something so real that it doesn't look real because our brain-eye connection cannot interpret it as such. So next time you see Bambi, check it out. Now, by the way, at the end of that movie, does he strobe the bullet going through Bambi's no. mouth? Oh, stop. Oh, oh, oh. You that went there, be, didn't you? You just had, had to he go had there. To go. He, he had to he, go there. Chuck had to go there. Oh, dude, that's Chuck. amazing. So, so. Naughty uh, step. Wait, wait, hold on. So, so pick it up. So we have photos now, and now you don't, the film is so sensitive that you can just, and the, the arena is so well lit, now you don't need a strobe light to get, you don't need it, but they, if they have it, they'll use it. You know, the, the high-speed uh, 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 sports, sports photographers. Sports. So they, um, so you can see, you can catch the ball right at the bottom, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's like one-third flat. Yes, and, right, and, when, and, you, when, you, when you film it. When, right. when it's, and, and it's, if you get that snapshot, but it's so flat that the picture doesn't look real. I mean, you almost want some blurring in the ball. Right. So that it looks like the person is moving. Is in motion. Is in motion. Right. But if, if you freeze everything, right. it's like... Because you're catching that, Not you're not even catching a... You're catching that at maybe one thousandth of a second. Right. And your eyes are just... will never, never see that. Never, see that. And so... So it's cool, it's physically, it's cool as an exercise in physics, but not as a means to convey action. Right. Super cool, man. All right, well, let's, there you let's, go. let's change. Sorry, it took so long to no, answer that. that was no, 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 no. Fascinating okay. stuff, Chuck man. And I, you got, look how many know, questions we, we you got here. We got tons of questions here. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck and I are in the front row of the class for this one. So okay. I believe is Ink Tmi from Instagram. I-N-K-T-M-I, -I, so pronounce that as you wish. Uh, I've mangled it. Okay, here's one. Uh, it's clear that the elasticity of the ball affects the degree of force necessary for, say, a bounce, pass, dribbling as well. But what about the playing surface, hmm. which allows for the most efficient play that is least force required, and by how much? Blacktop, concrete, or hardwood? Ooh, that's a great question. Good one. So I, okay, uh, I will give a slight, I would give a different answer. Okay. Okay. But then you'll see why I'm giving a different answer. Okay. okay. Um, there is a track at Harvard University. All right. It's a tartan track, which is the rubber, rubberized, rubberized yes. surface. Yeah. Like you would see in a, in a stadium. Yeah, in a, in, yeah. An indoor. Oh, yes. A stadium yes. track. Okay. Yeah. In the day, you didn't have those. They were either dirt or something. Uh, but anyhow, so, so tartan was a new kind of surface. It, mm -hmm. And my father ran on indoor tracks that were made of wood. And if you fell, yes. you got splintered, right? So he, he loved tartan tracks. But here's the thing. What they did at Harvard, they said, we want to make the fastest track in the world. Ooh. Mm. So what does that even mean, right? It's just a surface. So here's what they Flat said. track or banked? Doesn't matter. Okay. The fastest track in the world. Mm -hmm. So here's what they said. They said, all right, let us take strobe photos of somebody running on pillows, on pillows. And make a strobe photo of someone running on absolutely hard cement. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. And look at the forces on the body, the feet, the ankle, the toes, the and all the rest. Yes. And look at the efficiency by which you convert your step into forward motion. Yes. Okay. Okay? And what they found was it is not peaking in either of those extremes. There is something in between those extremes that maximizes the energy that you give to the ground mm -hmm. 
and the energy the ground gives back to you with a slight slight a, a a flex, bounce or a flex. flex right okay because the cement doesn't flex right no i mean the, the concrete doesn't flex mm. and the the pillows flex too much yes so they found that it was a it was a maximization problem in engineering and they maximized it and people started breaking records on the track and the the amateur athletic union said we cannot count records on this track it is too fast it's too fast that's to correct track. that's correct well, why not just make all tracks out of stuff? <laughs> what the hell? What was that about? It's okay. This this didn't happen last week. This know, is this, many, many years okay, ago. This is a year ago. Okay, so now watch. <laughs> so so the to, to bounce the best is the combination of what is the the flex of the ground mm -hmm. relative to the flex of the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. And so you have to so it's not obvious just um, without doing the experiments, what the best combination of those two would be. That's all I'm saying. You have to do, you have to run those experiments. And so I would guess that a, a hard, a, a blacktop yes. playground surface sure. is not as good as, as a hardwood, the, as, as a hardwood right. which has some give to some it. Some give. Because, because the ball, when it hits, some of that's going to go to the wood, the surface, mm -hmm. but you want the surface to sort of give it back. Give something back. Give it back. Right. This is why they don't use artificial legs for the amputees in 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 sprints. They're blades. Yeah. Right. Blades. Because the blade compresses and gives back and energy. And gives back the energy. See, right. the other thing is, with as we learned in our- you, Because it's energy, you gave it just by- by by the arc of you, every step you take, right? Because you, you left the ground, left the ground, and you're coming back, back down. down. Now, where's that energy going? And if I'm using my my legs, the, the it's absorbing it. It heats up my leg. It's pumping blood. Mm -hmm. It's doing stuff that's not going to propel me forward. Forward. The blade will do it. We learned through our show when we did gymnastics that the floors, the tumbling floors that gymnasts use, they're sprung. So they're not flat floors that we we thought. Didn't we? We, we yeah. okay, well, so now you can spring load a, a basketball court. <laughs> Happy days. And, and, and not only that, okay, yeah. and of course, professional wrestling rings. Yes, are also sprung. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Very sprung. Cool. Yes. Man. Do you have another question? No, actually, we got to take a break, and then we? uh, we'll come back to our next talking. segment. Am I, my answer is too long? No, as no, long as they're interesting. No, fabulous. Listen, listen, it's not a cocktail party, and you're not okay. boring us, so <laughs> who cares? It's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. That's okay. all we care about. All right. Yeah. But I want to get through people writing questions. They want their questions. <laughs> There's questions will still be okay. here, and, and this show is not getting canceled anytime soon. Someone not yeah. good right now, please. And the universe will still be there. <laughs> hey. Right, we'll take... <laughs> Okay, for those of you listening, Neil just knocked on my head. So. <laughs> All right, we'll take that break. Um, we'll be back shortly with more of your questions and more of The Good Doctor. Stay tuned. Do you want to set up your child for success? Of course you do. Maybe you want to save money on private tutoring, or maybe it's just out of your budget altogether. Is this a big school year for your child? Like maybe they're starting kindergarten, middle school, or high school, or some other milestone. Maybe your family moved and they're starting at a new school. Is your child ahead? Not getting challenged enough in class? Well, we love that little smarty, but we want them to be engaged. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age 
or the personality. There's one site for all the kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids can use it at home on the computer or on the go through the app on your phone or your tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. And no more trying to figure out how to explain math equations or grammar rules yourself. IXL has built-in explanation videos. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Star Talk Radio listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash Star Talk. Visit IXL.com slash Star Talk to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is Playing With Science. I'm Gary O'Reilly. I'm Chuck Nice. And this, of course, is our Basketball Cosmic Query with your questions and, of course, Neil deGrasse Tyson here to answer them. So, Chuck, fire away with question one. Okay, let's go. Segment three, we got... Is this lightning round? We're going to get to the lightning round, maybe. Okay. Mm -hmm. We don't have a bell, so I don't know if we can do a lightning round. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are Star Talk fans, if you uh, have listened, then you know that at the end of any cosmic query, uh, the last five minutes, we answer as many questions as possible in that period of time. And Neil, in his brevity, at the end of, of that answer, will give a ding on a bell. But we're coming to you from Mashable today, and uh, it doesn't seem as though uh, there is a bell uh, here. You know, it's one of those little um, counter. It's a counter bell, like, you know, mm-hmm. a short order cook bell, you mm-hmm. know, like ding, order up, ding, that type of deal. So uh, maybe I'll just do that. Maybe. And ding when you're right. done. Okay. But let's get to our course. It's a DMV bell, too. Yeah. Get, oh, yeah. Get attention. Okay. Uh-huh. Here we go. Uh, Brian Mendesino wants to know this. What do scientists need to achieve in the lab to make Michael Jordan's game-winning dunk in the movie Space Jam a reality? Ooh, okay, first of all, I, I didn't have get, to have seen Space Jam. I didn't get fully through Space Jam. I didn't I didn't see Space Jam at all because um, Michael Jordan was in it. And I'm just going to say acting ain't his strong suit. <laughs> As uh, yeah. soon as I saw it, it's a movie with Michael Jordan, I don't care if it's for kids or not. I am not wasting my money on Everyone's that. Everyone's a funny. critic. Here's the biggest insult. Even Shaq was a better actor. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Thank you. I like gold bomb powder. My name is Shaquille O'Neal. I like gold bomb powder. All right. We're but not getting an answer room. to this question, are yeah, we? He's not in the room. I look at Gary. Gary's like, you know, you're messing with a seven foot something <laughs> monster of a man. Yeah. 
And but anyway, yeah, gonna, I'm sorry. I didn't say. I, he's I, gonna I come and find you. He's I'm gonna sorry. come yeah, and can't get you. Can't answer that. Sorry. My bad. Because maybe you know. My bad. There you go. Well, sorry. Okay. Nope. Here we go. Wolfomo on Instagram. How did Spud Webb at five foot seven win the NBA slam dunk contest? What does it take from a physiological standpoint to have such an incredible vertical leap? Okay, so Spud Webb was five feet seven inches tall, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't, you know, when you said Spud Webb, I was thinking of Spud McKenzie. Spud McKenzie. <laughs> By the way, the bulldog. That's a dunking contest I want to see. <laughs> Spud Webb and Spud, Spud McKenzie. Webb versus Spud <laughs> McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> For the chips, all the chips. Uh, sorry. Okay, so on. the question is what? He's 5'7". He's 5'7". Yes. The question is what? How so, is it that he can dunk the way he dunks? Yes, the, the, the vertical leap. Okay, so uh, the first time I ever dunked, mm-hmm. I was in ninth grade and I was 5 feet 9. Wow. Wow. So that's only two inches taller than he is, and he's a professional, mm-hmm. right? So you had a pretty decent vertical. I grew up in the Bronx. Right on. Okay. Just back up. You had to, you had to be able to dunk. Give me it. space right. here okay. when I'm talking about this. Do your thing, man. <laughs> you know I can't mess with the Bronx. I know what that is. The, you know? the Bronx. Yeah. No, no. I, I grew up in a rather tame way, part of the Bronx. I'm from Queens. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. So... Um, <laughs> Part, part, so here's Carry a, on, please. Okay. Please. Go ahead. So the, I think the bigger challenge of dunking a ball is not how high you can jump, but can you control the ball with your oh, hand? Oh, sure. okay. Okay, because as you're going up, mm-hmm. now you have to turn the ball around and bring it down. Mm-hmm. All right. And if you're not really holding on to the ball, as you go up, the ball could, could keep going. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You, if, if at the peak of your jump, you have to still be able to maneuver the ball. And so... I could not dunk the ball until I was able to, palm to basically ball. palm the ball. Right. That's right. And now, that is why I am the best dunker in the world, because I have extremely, <laughs> extremely large, very, very large hands. <laughs> so, I had to do it. Are you happy now? I am happy. Good. I have to say. Carry it was on. gratuitous, Please. and I liked it. Go ahead. If I ever shake hands with him, do you want a full report Oh, on my this? God, yes. Okay. <laughs> if you ever shake hands if with him. If I ever shake hands with him. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Um, so... So what, 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 oh so, um, so there is a way to dunk the ball even if you can't palm the ball, uh-huh. and that is always have the ball moving, always be such that your hand is pushing the ball. Right. Okay. So you have to sort of come up from behind. Mm-hmm. So I'm pushing the ball, pushing the ball horizontally upwards, and then and back, then back. back. Right. So isn't there a point where it's basically you're you're stationary, but the ball looks as if it's stuck to your hand? Yes, exactly, because you have to come around a curve yeah. to make that happen. So Sweet. that's a way to do it if you can't palm the ball. I don't remember if Spud Webb could palm the ball. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. But, um, I mean, just think, the, the reason why everyone is so acrobatic dunking the ball is because we think of the dunk as this extreme limit of your jump. Uh-huh. Will you just barely make that happen? Yeah. But for these guys, they can dunk it on the way down after their elbow had cleared the rim. Okay? So yeah. so now we see spud dunking, and we're thinking that, so, so yes, they can all jump. They all jump. Okay, so because you have mm-hmm. the secret of vertical jump, and you're from mm-hmm. the Bronx, is it right white men can't jump? And why? Why uh, can't white men jump? Yeah. Is that what you, wait, I got to take this one, Neil. 
I'm sorry. There is a wonderful. You got to answer. There's a there's an old an old comedian. I shouldn't say that. There's a comedian who I have admired for many many years, and he did all the writing for Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. all the writing for the show In Living Color, and his name is Paul Mooney. Oh, Paul Mooney. Oh and, yeah. Oh, and he talks like this. Yes. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and he goes. Everybody wants to know why white men can't jump. They don't have to. They own the team. <laughs> that isn't really the answer I was looking for. It is, answer. however, it's the answer I'm getting. It's, it's the answer. It is the answer. I'm Come getting that answer. It also reminds me of a Richard Pryor joke. So Paul Muna might have written this joke. Richard Pryor uh, live on the Sunset Strip. What yeah. was his first movie? Um, not Sunstretch Trip, the other one. Uh, uh, well, I can't say the name on TV. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. This, this N word's crazy. Was his. No, 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 not no. that album. No, crazy? No, 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 no. But anyhow, Gene go ahead. So there's a. He's got a joke on there where he said where the cops were chasing him mm-hmm. when he was a kid and they had a Doberman and they sent the, the dog running after him. Right. And he said, Doberman will catch your average white boy. <laughs> <laughs> but not me. Turn his hat hat oh, backwards okay, and just. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Because right, right, right. like he turned his hat backward and he was like in fourth gear or something. Right, right, like that. right, yeah. right. And they turned like catch your average. Right. So, so this thing with the athletics and there's a yeah. lot of like lore and mysticism and mm-hmm. you know slave trade discussions. Right. And I'm I'm, I'm not convinced of any of it. Um, Predisposition of fast twitch muscles and everything yeah, like that. Density. You don't or, want to get me started on that. Uh oh. I've been told. Okay, we got a minute before the lightning round. Now I want to hear about this. No, here's why. Oh, you want to hear? I want to hear about fast hear? twitch, slow twitch muscles and all that you kind of stuff. You said I could. I didn't want to get you started, but you didn't say about Chuck. <laughs> okay, Chuck can get me started. There no, you go. No, I, I just, um, the urge for people to assert that athletic talent manifested in black people is genetic but athletic talent manifested in white people is, is, hard through, work. is through hard-earned work is it continues and knows no bounds. And I'm, I'm stupefied by the extent and depth to which this is invoked. That was artfully and beautifully put. I can tell you that, you know what? Without going any further, it, because you, you basically, you're positing a, a question. What, what, what makes you think that? Right. And I think that that's, right. I think that's perfect. That's so there's Michael Jordan, who was what, sixth round draft pick or something? Yes, he was. And people forget that. And he just, whatever the number was, it was not what you think it would have been. Right. Given, he was the, not number given one. the best player of all time. Yes. Great. Uh, Geo the goat, goat, goat. goat. greatest of all, all time. time. Yes. The goat. So he 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 gets better, and now he's the greatest of all time. And people say, "Oh, that's genetic." That that fucker worked hard. Yeah. Okay, Maybe I think it was the second round pick, by the way. But yes. second round, right, right. But still, you wouldn't think mm. that he, the greatest of all time, would ever have been the second round of anything. Or am I thinking of Tom Brady? Now I got to look it up. No, Tom no, Brady I, was also a no, no. I think it was lower down. Yeah. If, if not in yeah. college, certainly. In, mm. If not in pros, certainly. Yeah. You know, in in college, he wasn't a starter. There was some facts about him. There is nothing, if you're an elite athlete and the very top of the elite athletes, that you get without work. You just cannot just walk in off the street and go, I'm the ready-made Right, so for someone to say, oh, they're natural, and then you part the curtains, they're working out 80 hours a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're right. naturally working hard. Well, yeah. Now, maybe some people 
enjoy that, and so they then become yeah. better. And if you have a hard time putting your putting in your time, right. you're not. It's not going to happen with you. And maybe that's what we should be measuring mm -hmm. about you, not the ultimate talent you express, but your capacity to practice on a level to achieve that talent in the first place. There you go. All, All right. right. All right. That ring, was ring that bell. Let's 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 move on to our lightning round now. That was great. Uh, here we go. Uh, God, these questions are so. Wait, long. wait. One other thing. One other thing. Okay, go ahead. There was an Olympics a few decades ago. Yeah. Because a lot of this is invoked in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Africans. Well, so I have an article in Time Magazine that is describing why the Africans will win every sprint and every distance race in that upcoming Olympics. It's explaining why that will be the case. And it's talking about the slow twitch, fast twitch, and all this okay. genetics. And this. okay. And I was so happy when a white person won the marathon. <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it was some, no, there was some, it did not come through the way this was, no, the absolutely. way they, they. I was going to say, they, clearly they don't know the Germans because they're great marathon runners too, <laughs> as, as well as South Africans are also I great mean, marathon they, runners. They pop up all over the place. Yeah, that's it. They pop up. That's the point. Yeah. They pop up. Now you can say, well, okay, statistically, I'm just saying. I'm just tired of that. And that wait, not only, wait, you got me started. Wait, okay, wait. go for it. 1968, Bob yes. Beeman. Yes, okay? Mexico City. Mexico City, watch. My boy breaks the, the long jump by a foot, basically. Right. Okay? Oh, he leaps out of the sandpit. Crazy, whatever it was. It was, might have been more than that, but around that amount. Okay? This is a race, this is a, an event where you break the record by an inch. Right. Yeah. Not by a foot. Right. Okay, so watch what happens. Here they come. Well, the lower air density at altitude of Mexico City is, he's moving through lower air dense, and it goes on again. No one is saying maybe he just kicked ass that day, right? Okay? Yeah. So now. And that record stood for some time. So here's my point. If you're going to say he jumped 10 inches, 12 inches farther mm. because the air density was lower, might you expect everyone to have jumped 10, 10 inches, inches farther far. on that day? And they did not. Ooh, very good point. Yes. Right. Mm. Okay. Wait, maybe they just had a bad day. All at the same time. <laughs> All at the same time. Everybody was just... Everybody has... See, so the other thing is with the sprinters... Oh, there's one other thing. At high altitude, there's lower force of gravity. So you go a little... So you can calculate how much effect this will give you, but it was not manifested in everyone. My point is yes. that at the highest elite point, your body gets you only so far and your brain takes you the rest of the way, which is how it is that you can set your own world record. How's that even possible? Today, but not yesterday. Right. Mm. Today, but not tomorrow. Yeah. Your brain took you there. Right. Yeah. It, it, you're, you're really right. It's about the uh, instance of performance. Yes. It is yes, not you. about all and that now, other the stuff. Understanding. Once you're there, it's, once, you're once there. everybody's there, it's not about that it's anymore. It's not about that anymore. It's see, the now instance got, of performance. You've got so much of a support team. Right. So much more of a system and structure around an athlete that's at the very, very top, mm -hmm. as opposed to Bob Beeman back in 1968. Right. Wow. But Dude, then again, with the sprinters, all, for instance, yeah. they won't have factored in, you could have a false start and then be ejected from the race altogether. And that happens quite often. Mm. Okay. So listen, I think it's fascinating. I'm glad. That I'm sorry, we, I'm glad so long no, I'm glad we got into it. I mean, this oh, is the stuff it. that we normally wouldn't get into. I think it's yeah. great. But all right, we're running out of time and running out of show. But I got to ask you this one last question because I need you to. I need to just feel like uh, I need to hear what you think. Uh, Chris Keeley from Facebook wants to know this: Does one of Einstein's thought experiments explain how it is possible for the last minute of every game to last twenty minutes or more? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, it's just it's just Einsteinian. 
the time dilation of Einstein's special theory of relativity. It's very clear. We've known about this. We haven't told you. <laughs> Breaking news. We, 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 yeah. In physics, we've, we've done this calculation right. with the two-minute warning. Right. And that is when time-dilated special relativity effects kick in. But we were afraid that people would just freak out. Freak out. And so we've withheld this information. But you're hearing it here on Playing With Science for the very first time. For our own good. It is. It is. It is indeed time dilation. It is time dilation manifest on the gridiron, yes. Or on, or, any, or on it, the basketball. On, on the, the hardwood or on the gridiron. So exactly. Every place except baseball so because that's boring from the start. And, you know, and, and <laughs> the, the people who are manipulating the space-time continuum to make sure that happens – are the TV advertisers. Right, absolutely. <laughs> so you are guardians of the universe on our behalf. We're guardians of the last two minutes of, of all universe. sports events of the universe. <laughs> You're guardians <laughs> of the last two minutes of the universe. <laughs> okay, they own the last two minutes. That's, uh, that's that dealt with. I think uh, that's us dealt with think, as well. Yes, exactly. Oh, this was a fun show, man. A thank you to Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson for sharing his thoughts and your questions, fabulous. And thank you so much, Chuck. That's it. We've that's say it. Goodbye. Got to say goodbye. It's Playing With Science for now. Stay tuned. We'll be back with another show very, very soon. Bye. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.